Well, today we welcome back Spiros Dasakis from Sparza to detail the latest industry representation report, looking at advocacy work, Australian New Zealand standards, how you can be heard. I also discuss with Luke a recent spate of dangerous incidents. There really is no excuse. And also we take a moment to reflect on the value of people in our industry. Ready, set, splash. Pentair smart pools are here. Creating smart solutions means taking a holistic approach. As new technologies emerge, people compare the experience of buying from you to your competitors and the experience they receive. At Pentair, there's a strong emphasis on putting customers first. In a world where new technologies pop up all the time, the companies that put customers first are in a position to win. We win, but only the right way. Visit pentairpool.com.au today. Welcome to another podcast of Ready, Set, Splash. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here joining us today. Yes, it is us. I am not multiple personality. Well, maybe I am, but in this moment, I am joined, as you would expect, by the illustrious, sometimes voluptuous Luke Daly. At times, I can be both of those things. Alas, today, I am here purely as a professional, David. And a professional you are. There is so much going on at the moment, Luke, across Australia, across New Zealand, and demand for what our industry does for homeowners of Australia. Certainly building and delivering on consumers and their backyard dreams is an important job to do. And uh, it might actually be a little bit overwhelming for our industry at the moment, just trying to keep up with this demand. Though, Everyone is out there working hard. Yeah, well, the more engagement homeowners and families of Australia want with the amazing things that our industry can produce in health and wellness and memory making, the better. And I think long may that continue. Now, Luke, my understanding is that recently you took a little time travel. You went back in time and visited Adelaide. Now, things are happening down there. Certainly, the city of churches has come alive. So late in March, I did have the opportunity to go down there to the Pool and Spa Outdoor Living Expo, the consumer show, and my, oh my. Look, we're talking about a 30% increase in attendance from the 2019 show, and that's no small feat. That is huge. In fact, I think that's the biggest numbers uh, in Adelaide, either on record or in a long, long time, of industry engaging with the consumers of the wonderful city of Adelaide. Adelaide, I do love you. I was only joking. It's okay. Come back, Adelaide, into the conversation. We do love you. And this is actually a celebration, a congratulations to uh, the city of Adelaide, the support of our industry engaging with consumers in South Australia. It's a terrific result, Luke. It really is. So, you know, now... Now we look forward, so we use that, and I think that's. I think the key point out of this, Dave, is to consider the appetite uh, of the consumer to build their dream, whether it's a pool, a spa, or just generally increase their outdoor living abilities. It's a sign to me of what's happening in Adelaide, but also bigger than that of all of Australia. Which you know, now we look forward to the Sydney show, which is only a couple of days away upon this release, and then the Brisbane one later in the month, and then of course uh, the only. Uh, Pool and Spa show in Melbourne in July. Based on what's happened in Adelaide, really leading the way here, spearheading the consumer show for the years as we're back post-COVID and really getting together again as an industry representing what we do to consumers. So congratulations, South Australia, leading the way. We're expecting this trend to continue in all our upcoming uh, consumer shows. Yeah, it shows as well. Now, David, can you tell me what does F2F mean? Uh, look, it depends what day of the week, but typically I think we're referring to face-to-face 
Indeed, we are. Face-to-face is back, as we've already looked at. Consumers want to get face-to-face with us, uh, but let's get... And why wouldn't they, Luke? I mean, they're only human, right? Exactly. You know, let's get face-to-face with each other. So uh, let me have a crack at some alliteration here, David, but... I'm ready. Alliterate Coming, we've got summits, we've got socials, we've got shows... And we've got some celebrations there, David. So the big four S's. That is some sweet syllables to suggest the success that we are expecting in our industry. Oh, well played. And you haven't even called me out on my spelling. And it's not true alliteration, though it sounds like it. Uh, But there is so much face-to-face coming up. We need to talk, though, David. I I suppose there's a sleeping giant, some might say. And we've, we've tried to G it up a little bit. But I need to be really clear about the third biggest... Uh, Mm. trade show in the world. You are correct. Look, the giant is actually not asleep. It is stomping and it is preparing to go ahead. And we are talking here, Luke, of the Splash Trade Show on the Gold Coast on August 25th and 26th. If you thought for a moment that that show had gone away due to COVID, it has not. It has been preparing. It is ready to go. In fact, I would love, if it's okay with you, Luke, just to talk a little bit more about what is actually happening at that Splash show. You know, I can listen all day about the uh, Splash Expo, David, so please, please go ahead, indulge me. Okay, so obviously, let's let's call what's actually happened. We've had COVID and we've got uh, still international restrictions in place. So from the Splash Trade Show floor plan, the exhibitors, the overseas exhibitors have basically, unless they've got Australian local agents, have been removed. What's happened over the last couple of months, you, the industry, have said, well, we want to take that extra space. And in fact, the space is almost now completely gone. We've got a show floor space that's 50% bigger than it's ever been before with 35% more trading space than we've ever had before. That is now almost completely sold out as we are three years, can you believe it, from our last trade show. So there's some big anticipation, Luke. Absolutely. I'm having these conversations from all around the place, mate, from uh, people bringing in their own conferences to have before, after, yeah, during right. Splash. There's, there's an incredible amount. Of course, we've got the Awards of Excellence that happened there as well. That is going to be a huge uh, celebration for everyone to come together. But I suppose thank you for highlighting to me, especially on the, the demand perspective from the exhibitors, but even on the attendance side <sighs> of things, yeah. what a few days it's going to be. Brace yourselves. There'll be lots of coffee ingested and hopefully not too much else. Yeah, a lot of social networking, I think, uh, aka maybe drinks at the bars uh, afterwards as well. So put it in your calendar if you haven't already. Uh, Rest assured, it is going ahead. There is no doubt about that. There might be some more news coming on that in the not-too-distant future. If you're a supplier listening to this and you've already booked a site and you are thinking about taking a bigger site, well, you're not alone. You need to reach out uh, pretty quickly to the Splash organisers as well. If you're a supplier and you are not going to be at Splash, then you need to consider your position pretty quickly as well. To everybody else in our wonderful industry, the men and women of our industry, book it in, come to the Gold Coast. That time of year, it's absolutely beautiful. It is going to be a huge industry valuable event. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. 
Haywood's 1.85 horsepower TriStar VS Pump is built to last even under the most demanding conditions. Super quiet in operation with easy to customize speeds, countdown timers, and priming time. It even shows real time power consumption in watts for immediate feedback to maximize those energy savings. It's designed for simple installation. TriStar variable speed pumps can also operate in standalone mode or connect to the Haywood OmniLogic automation system for seamless control. Visit haywoodpool.com.au for details. That's haywood pool.com.au today. Well, today I am joined by Spiros Dasakis, the COO of Sparza Australia. You all met him a few weeks ago in the podcast. Well, he's back and Spiros is going to be back every two months, every eight weeks for an update on what's going on from an advocacy, from a representation point of view on the best industry there is. That's our industry, the pool and spa industry. And so I'd like to introduce you all, our listeners, to the Sparza Report with Spiros Dasakis. Welcome, Spiros. Thank you for having me, David, and hello to all our stakeholders. There's an awful lot going on in the industry at any one time. You in particular are the spearhead on advocacy uh, across a whole bunch of different initiatives. But let's start from an Australian standards point of view. I know there's a, probably a dozen or so that you're involved in at the moment. And I can't do any of the work that we do without the support um, of our members, the experts within our industry. But look, I, I'm very proud that last week the new Australian standard for fiberglass pools, both installation and manufacturing, actually was published. These are new standards, revised, and provide the industry with a renewed approach to the installation and manufacturing of fiberglass pools. And it really brings to the forefront best practice right across Australia. Uh, now my job will be to uh, ensure that that best practice is now taken up in New Zealand. What's the story in New Zealand with this standard in particular, Spiros, at the moment? Well, previously these standards were Australian standards and New Zealand standards, what's known as joint standards. During the revision, New Zealand chose not to participate. We had to proceed as just Australian standards. And so my job is now, after talking to Standards New Zealand, is to have them adopt the Australian versions which they're open to and have done in the past. So I'll be working with stakeholders in New Zealand, together with Standard New Zealand, to ensure that they uh, put together a committee and review the Australian standard for a fit-for-purpose document in that country. A growing area in Australia and New Zealand, reinforced concrete, small swimming pools, there's a standard around that. I'm currently finalising the project proposal for that and gaining what we call industry support. In the next month or two, you'll be hearing positive news that Standards Australia would have accepted it. Uh, we just have a little bit more work to do on that particular standard, but that'll bring the benchmark up for concrete pools in the same way we've done for fiberglass. The 1926.1 safety barriers for swimming pools, what's happening with that standard? When people say my voice doesn't count, this is an area where we can stand up and say it counts very much. Standards Australia put this out for public comment in 2019 and Sparza Australia was the only organisation that did not support it going out for public comment. There were significant concerns around the negative impact to industry and if people like me or similar are unable to understand the standard, then how do we expect our industry to utilise it and certify it in the field? How do we expect consumers to comply with it? And so we invested in a roadshow right across Australia. And as a consequence of that roadshow, Standards Australia received over 3,100 individual comments, which is the highest ever 
number of comments received by Standards Australia for any one particular standard. That's a voice to be heard, Spiros. It is the highest, again, number of comments received by our industry. Um, and when you compare it to some larger industries, we have a lot to be proud of. And I thank every we one do. of those people that stood up, took time out, and ultimately contributed in having the standard cancelled. And that standard now is being restarted next month. Look, stay tuned. There'll be more news on that as uh, we have more Spars reports with Spiros in the future. Spiros, there's a bunch of other standards you are working on there. Are there any else others that you wanted to touch on here? The pool water quality standard is something that stand, uh, Spaza Australia is now very much focused on and we'll be seeking industry feedback in relation to that. Uh, we're well progressed with the pool and spa heat pump standards, solar heating standard, and we will have a new pool cover standard in, I guess, before the end of Christmas. Uh, we're working on some other stuff in the background, but as of now, these are, the, I guess, the, the, the key areas. Speaking of key areas, a key area for our industry has really been around professionalisation and creating pathways that both attract and retain and cause our industry to continue to be recognised for, for what it does in creating uh, beautiful backyards and health and wellness experiences across Australia and New Zealand. Can you tell us a little bit about what's happened? There's been some exciting developments over the last couple of months around the recognition of some of this training uh, certification pathways. Baza Australia recognised some years ago that the current pool building qualification could be significantly improved and we developed a campaign. We provided a submission to government to have it updated. We uh, undertook a roadshow right across Australia asking pool builders what they consider to be fundamental in any new pool building qualification. Uh, I can tell you that late last year the new pool building qualification was approved and it will be likely able to be delivered in the second quarter of this year and it will provide a significant improvement to the current existing qualification where it allows people not just to learn the academic part of being a pool builder but also be able to demonstrate some of the core competencies associated with coping with spraying concrete still fixing so it's almost like a hybrid standard, David, where people coming through can actually um, come out the other end with a full-bodied experience of what it's like to be a pool builder. So a cert for a swimming pool and spa building that actually covers some content related to building swimming pools and spas. Yes, and again, we've had some significant pushback from other industries. I bet. Uh, in relation to our newly christened qualification, we're very proud of it. It's certainly something that's taken us a very long time and we can't wait to deliver it to the industry when the time comes. Look, I just want to jump across the ditch to New Zealand. I know there's some work being done uh, across New Zealand to get some of these qualifications, certifications recognised as well. Where's that at the moment, Spiros? With New Zealand, we've been successful in um, getting what we call a micro-credential equivalency Mm. Uh, under the New Zealand Qualifications Authority for the Cert 3 Pool and Spa Service. So that's been approved, and we are currently seeking the same micro-credential equivalency for the Cert 4 Pool and Spa Building. In essence, what that means is we'll be, once we get our materials and once it's all approved, we'll be able to deliver qualifications or courses in New Zealand that are not endorsed by the NZQF, which is the New Zealand Quality Authority, but rather uh, they have a 
reviewed the material and deemed them equivalent to any other course of the same level. Now, that's a huge first step for our industry, uh, where previously uh, we were unrecognised as an industry from the qualification pathways. Again, this is an excellent first step, and uh, the New Zealanders will hear more about this in the coming weeks and months. Just quickly want to touch on something that has happened. We have announced it here on the podcast previously, Luke and I, but the VBA, Victorian Building Authority, approved pool barrier course. Uh, that's up. Uh, we've had in excess of 165 people go through that course. Um, and so we, uh, we're we very privileged um, to be in close contact with the Victorian Building Authority and the government in Victoria to ensure that the course and the participants come out the other end properly trained and have we have ongoing discussions about improving our teachings because this is the first time it's been done in Victoria. So we're working very closely with them and we're very excited about the the concept of this new industry embarking in Victoria. So again, very privileged. The numbers and the interest continue to increase and we're at the point now where I think that, that having what I call high-level learning forums for those people just to brush up on their skills throughout the year. Partnerships with community, there's uh, an interesting pathway going on at the moment uh, in a partnership with Soldier On, I understand. Yes, Soldier On is an established not-for-profit. They are uh, a non-political charity and in essence what they do is they administer funds for our veterans, people who suffer uh, through health and wellbeing after serving for the military, Air Force and Navy. And so IR Learning, which is the SPARSA Australia training division, has chosen to work with Soldier On because of the great, do the, the great work they do with our veteran community. It's also a wonderful way for us to give back to ex-serving Australian Defence Force soldiers. What does that all mean? It means mm. that we'll be um, working with them closely and providing them with some benefits in relation to and dispensation when it comes to qualification. So when these people come back from a tour in um, um, overseas or serving in the military, they're fairly young people and are looking for new career pathways in some instances. Our career path is as good as any. Uh, We believe there's plenty of opportunity for them to become either pool and spa technicians or builders uh, or both. We've covered a lot today. Uh, for those of our listeners who want to know more or get involved, obviously we can go to sparza.com.au. Heaps of details up there, especially in the members area. Make sure that you are a member. If you're not, again, reach out, please, to sparza.com.au. Biros, how can our industry be involved more in some of the processes and things going on that we've spoken about today around advocacy and representation? As everyone knows, I'm available to all members. and uh, But if anyone wants to raise something particular with me, they can call on our main telephone line, which is 1300-021-482, or they can write to me directly uh, at spiros at spaza.com.au. Spiros Desarkis, that was the Spaza Report. We thank you so much for your time and your energy and sharing with us today. Thanks, David. And remember, life is always better with a pool or spa. Our friends, the very talented and hardworking team at AIS Water have been innovating for decades. Did you know that independent tests and research by Griffith University recently showed that when using liquid or granular chlorine, that pool water was unbalanced for up to 80% of the time? Yet, when tested with AIS Water's disinfection technology, the water was in balance 100% of the time. This same technology has also been shown to save up to 1.6 million litres of water in a 50-metre pool. 
It's time to farewell history and embrace the new normal of Australian-made water disinfection with AIS Water. Well, wasn't it great to hear from Spiros Dasakis there? We will be hearing the Sparza report really on advocacy and representation that is so critical to us as individual businesses and corporately as, as an entire industry to know what is being done to promote and to grow and protect our industry and to know where you can get involved. So once every two months, you will hear the Sparza report from Spiros. And we'd really encourage you to reach out uh, to Spiros, like he said, to be involved. Now, speaking of protecting and growing our industry, uh, Luke, these things seem to happen intermittently. Now, it became a top story over Splash over the last few weeks. Many of you might have seen that. Uh, Not great news from a couple of commercial locations that needed to be evacuated, Luke. It's it's always hard to hear these stories come out, though... Sometimes I guess it, it's it's not very difficult to believe given what we see in the field each day. So, David, what you're alluding to there is the fact that three aquatic centres in Australia and New Zealand were evacuated over the Easter period, uh, causing several patrons to attend hospital. Uh, and also in New Zealand where a man was actually burnt incorrectly mixing chemicals in his backyard in late March. Yeah, and we, we do hear about these things and it's not a great reflection on what we know as the insiders, as the true men and women and professionals of our industry to be a very high standard industry producing wonderful results for those who engage with us. But it's not without its risks. You are consummate professionals and part of our our process here around Splash and around the industry association that Luke speaks to from Sparza is really around finding ways to protect our industry. Because yeah, 21 people evacuated after a chlorine leak at Apollo Bay in Victoria, and in Sydney, 150 evacuated. Now, each one of these people tells other people, and it makes the news, it has a poor impact on on the professionalism standards of our industry, which is really an unfair label for for you, our listeners. I think also to having a look at it, Spiros, who we've just heard from, uh, he was quoted in the article on splashmagazine.com.au, and I think he really sums it up, Dave, if you don't just mind me reading it verbatim. No, please do. Uh, Spiros here says, managers and peripheral staff that are supervising and maintaining commercial and private pool operations that are not trained or qualified to undertake such tasks are placing themselves and others at risk. Uh, When not applying best practice regarding pool water chemistry and chemical handling, the outcomes can have serious health and environmental repercussion. And it is true that a lack of knowledge in this instance, in any of these instances, could have been actually actually deadly, could have been fatal. I think we would say, Luke, and we'd be in agreement here and, and, and also with Spiros, who we heard from earlier, that there's really there needs to be no excuse for not being trained and doing your job professionally and properly. Certainly. And I think even coming at it from an angle, Dave, as you know, uh, and for our listeners out there who don't know, uh, I was a pool technician for quite a long time. And Dave, you worked in the in the chemical space for quite some time. So we're well drilled, I guess, in the importance of training. Uh, yeah, the both- risks, um, the standards around um, procedures, storage, handling, um, application of those things, because there are risks. So I think if we can just address the IR Learning, uh, which is the Institute of Research and Learning, the industry's only industry-owned RTO delivering training, but if we can just talk for a minute about the importance of the 
commercial pool technician program, which we've got coming up all around Australia. It's imperative that we get there. It's not a huge expense. I mean, if you, I mean, I'd hate to think about the business implication of these businesses that are getting shut down and investigated as a result. These, you know, there's implications left, right, and centre. Well, let's talk about that from a cost perspective. So I know we've, we're on a bit of a downer. We're, Luke and I got pretty serious on this now. So thank you for staying with us. This, this is a, an issue that we feel needs to be talked about. But let's talk about that from a cost perspective. And there is a cost, isn't there, in training to to actually do valuable training that actually helps you protect and grow your business and our industry continue to professionalise and improve where these risks are lowered, there is a cost. But what is the cost of not training? And we're seeing it in these stories yeah, and I'll flip that cost on its head and let's call it an investment because it is. You're investing in your team to learn and you're investing in the people that you service for. I mean, there's a call out there at the moment from some of the major leasing companies that they will only deal with certificate for qualified people. Now, that obviously comes from a risk mitigation approach on their end uh, and that's training. So, you know, let's particularly as we are David, dwelling currently on the commercial nature, the CPT or the Commercial Pool Technician Program is what I want to talk about real quick, delivers the required aquatic industry qualifications to compliantly manage public and commercial swimming pools and spas in Australia. You know, we're, we're now talking about not just the, the, the financial impact, Dave, but also looking at the risk to human health uh, and then, you know, millions of dollars on top of that. Exactly. So look, just to finish up, Luke, because we are out of time today, it's been a big show. Luke, just to finish up, how can uh, our industry get involved in that CPT or Commercial Pool Technician Program training? Yeah, thanks. And I'm going to I'm going to take a leaf uh, real quick and go over time here. So you're welcome, David. Um, but those courses can be found at irlearning.com. Uh, have a look there, or at spaza.com.au under the training tab. Uh, they are right there. I need to just address too quickly, David. Uh, there will be a survey uh, out now or coming out very soon, uh, which explores the industry skills funding and qualification survey. Uh, Conversations day to day always elicit one single thing, and that's around training and also funding of training. So the more data that we're able to capture and present and use to advocate on your behalf, if you can uh, find that survey, we will put it everywhere. Don't you worry about that uh, to complete that. That will certainly go a long way uh, to attracting some funding and recognizing the industry skills required to fulfill our jobs. Well, these things were important to talk about, Luke. We have gone a little bit over time today, and I thank you for staying with us. Stay with us a little bit longer, and we'll be back for the wrap-up. Widra is proud to bring you MagnaPool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system, providing the very best in water comfort and clarity. MagnaPool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no-salt formula. Partnered with the all-new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi-Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart sensors and ultra-long life cell ensures MagnaPool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to MagnaPool today. Well, it's been another jam-packed podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Now, I know that you are under all sorts of time demands and expectations from your work peers and colleagues and from your customers and clients as well. We are growing as an industry and that time can pass us by and we can get so task-focused on what needs to happen. But I want to take a moment to really reflect on the value that is our human life of the people that we are privileged to serve along 
alongside and to serve as also as our clients and with our families. And many of you will have heard about the recent passing of Adam Lloyd, uh, Director at International Quadratics, and it is with great sadness that we speak about uh, about this. And I join with you and Splash joins with you in passing on our sincere and deep sympathies, our condolences to the family, the friends and the colleagues of Adam who brought so much to our industry. So Adam, we remember you and we thank you. And I want to encourage you as we bring this podcast to a close, in spite of the busyness and all the tasks that they're doing, to take a moment to remember those around you, to be thankful, to let them know what they mean to you. And we'll see you next time on Ready, Set, Splash. Thank you.